0: Welcome to the 10 Minute Entrepreneur Podcast, intended to equip and encourage business owners and aspiring entrepreneurs. Taught by active business owner, best selling author, and teacher, Sean Castrina. All right, we're back to a teaching podcast, and we are talking about branding. And yes, I talk about it a lot because I believe it's one of the eight pillars of a successful business. It is one of my unbreakable rules. Um, So this lesson is called Branding the One Thing You Better Get Right. Again, branding the one thing you better get right. And I've shared this before, my favorite branding quote of all time by President Donald Trump. If your business is not a brand, it is a commodity. If your business is not a brand, it's a commodity. So let's get started on the one thing you better get right. There are seven reasons why branding is so important okay, and why you need to get it right and you need to do it from day one in your business. It needs to be in your business plan. First, branding, it provides direction in all your marketing, okay? It provides direction in all your marketing. Real quickly, everybody gets marketing and advertising, you know, backwards and all that. Let me just give you a quick understanding of what marketing. Marketing is your your strategy. Example, if I had a if I was going to battle, I would have a battle plan. That is marketing, dropping bombs or um, you know bringing in a battleship. That are the ta- they're the tactics. That's advertising. So marketing is the overall strategy. And if you're going to do effective marketing, you need to have branding decided because it's going to provide the direction for your marketing and then advertising, promotion, PR, they're all the tactics within effective marketing. But again, why you want to do branding from day one is it provides direction in all your marketing. Once you know who and what your target customer, your follower wants you to be, you have a GPS destination. Think about that. Once you know who your target customer is, and what they want, and who your follower is, if you're trying to build a personal brand, and what they want—that's your GPS destination. All marketing is going to lead to that destination. I talk to people all the time, and and they get marketing and, and advertising confused. Again, I, I tell them, you know, what you're you're running a commercial—that's great. That that's just one of the, your tactics. I use many tactics within my marketing. I use public relations. I use charitable givings and participation. I use advertising. I use reputation building. So there's a lot of, a lot of, um, you know, tactics I use within my overall marketing strategy. So again, why is this the one thing you got to get right? Point number one, it provides direction in all your marketing. You're not going to just have a random approach to how you market to customers. You're going to have a GPS. Number two, it will provide your mission as well as your vision for your company. You know, everybody wants to have a mission statement, what your core purpose is, and wants to have a vision statement, what you want to achieve. Guess what? Figure out what your brand is. You'll know what your mission and your vision statement is. Because I believe both of those need to have relevance to the brand you're trying to build. Remember, a brand is your identity. It is your reputation. It is what separates you from your competition. It is so people can identify your company next to your competition. Example, if you go to a shoe store, you know the difference between Nike and Adidas, okay? Next, it is a perception and a reputation in the minds of your customers. You know the difference between a Kia and a Mercedes by reputation. Forget physical, if you never saw the two, and you just heard the marketing on the radio between the two, they're drastically different. One is going to be price-centric, and they're going to go with low monthly payments, and you know, maybe you don't pay a payment for the first 90 days, something of that nature. And then you're going to have Mercedes, which is going to be touting quality, 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 quality. Okay? Different. So branding, why you need to get it right is it will be involved in your mission statement and your vision statement okay number three it is by far your most your most effective sales force what do you mean i tell my business partners and i've said this before that i want the sale to have been made before they ever pitch our services to potential customer what do you mean by that assuming if they contacted us they, went through, they have been exposed to our marketing and or our reputation within the industry. If I've effectively done marketing right and, and I've created the image, the reputation, the identity that I believe I have, they already want to do business with us. The only question is going to be is whether they can afford us. I believe that. If, if somebody reaches out to one of my companies If I've branded us correctly, the sale has already been made. Why? Well, because the reputation has been, you know, we've established a reputation. Reputation sells 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Reputation sells when you're not even around. Why is it a great sales force? If you've done effective branding, why it helps your sales, it's established credibility that you don't have to establish when you're trying to make the sale. The credibility has been established. If you've done effective branding within your marketing, you've overcome their skepticism and their concerns already. If you've done effective branding you have already differentiated your company products and services from your competition. When you buy a Coca-Cola, you know, it's different than a Pepsi. Okay. That's branding. And that's why it's the one thing you better get right. Number four, it sets the cultural standard. The founder of Zappos, you know, made this so clear. I mean, they are, they are service centric period. Period. Well, if you build your brand around some key qualities, and I'm going to share with you how to do this and how to actually brand. But if you if your brand is around certain qualities that your target customer wants, well, it'll have to be your culture. You know, your culture is never going to provide extraordinary customer service. Let's say your brand, within your brand, it's exceptional service, like a Zappos. Well, your culture's got to parallel that. If If your employees don't view it as important, it's never going to reflect their culture. It's never going to be the cultural standard. I have to think people that work for Mercedes, when they're building a car, they may take a little extra time when they do things. Why? Because there's an excellence within the standard, within the brand that exists. So your culture should reflect your brand. Number five. Why do I think branding is so important? And why do I think you better get it right from the beginning? It will create the blueprint for staffing your team. Again, excellence requires exceptional staff. Okay, if you have a, a company that is has extraordinary service, it's because you've, you've recruited an exceptional staff that can provide that. Can you know if you can deliver on the promise that you have within your brand then you for you to you know perform and 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 meet those promises and expectations you have to build a staff with people that are good enough to do it. When I staff my companies and I'm involved in Nearly all staffing, they can qualify the person, but I sign off on the on the person at the end. And I go over when I'm staffing the culture of our company, our mission statement because it ties to our brand position. And, and so I can't. One thing is like within one of our companies, I don't hire anybody with less than ten years experience. Well, why? Because the my brand has put a reputation and an expectation in the minds of my customers and my soon-to-be customers that an inexperienced person could never provide or meet their expectation. Within my servicing of my company, I could use voicemail, but it would violate my brand. So when you call one of my companies you will speak with a live person who is knowledgeable see that now again i can answer the phone i can hire um you know i could maybe don't don't use voicemail but i could hire an answering service but that would violate my brand so i have to staff my team in such a way as to fulfill my brand my brand commitment my brand promises number six Branding, it will provide guardrails. Let me give you just a few examples why it will provide guardrails. For one is it keeps me from hiring less talented people. I get tempted to, t- to hire people that have five years experience. They're less expensive. But because of my brand, it provides a guardrail. I, I get tempted to use voicemail. Well, I'd, save, I'd save a lot of money. But because of my brand, I have a guardrail there. Coke. Remember, if you're old like me, they tried new Coke, but their brand as being, you know, the the most recognized Coca-Cola brand on the planet, and with it, an identifiable image of their, their Coke bottle, as well as that taste, was violated with new Coke. And even though they spent a ton of money to roll this out, they quickly pulled it back. Why? Because they had a guardrail. They had a guardrail of their reputation that they had set. You know that it took a hundred years to establish. Tylenol, you know, had a had a problem with um, you know medicine that got you know got on the shelves that where the seal was cracked and different things of that nature. And they they recalled everything. They they you know it wasn't like they strategically tried to pull things off the shelf. They gutted it. That was a guardrail. They had a reputation, a respected reputation within the medical community. Disney, when have you seen Disney do a movie that was highly vulgar? You don't. Hey, if it's got Mickey's ears on it, that logo, they have guardrails. The UFC, which has a partnership with Disney, very much wanted to have an event. Disney nixed it. Why? Because it didn't fall within their guardrails of family. So that guardrail was so, you know, so cemented in Disney's culture and its values that in their partnership with UFC, it overrode UFC's guardrails. Where UFC was going to have this thing go on no matter what, and Disney said, no, we won't be a part of it. And then UFC quietly bowed out. Guardrails, branding, good branding creates guardrails. And finally, if you do it right, it will become very much your most valuable asset coke worth 80 billion dollars how much you think that logo is worth i mean how much you think they have actually in physical assets i i can guarantee you not 25 percent of that evaluation starbucks coffee You go into a Starbucks and you buy their coffee, you spend, you know, more than you'd ever spend for coffee. Now it's kind of getting with a lot of coffee shops, but Starbucks was charging more for coffee than anybody was for, you know, nearly two decades. But now their brand is so identifiable that when you go to a store, you buy their coffee now next to all the other coffee providers, their stands out, their logo, their identity, their reputation for coffee is an asset. It's an asset now because now it's such an asset they can use it in the retail. They can sell their coffee without it having to be at one of their retail restaurant style locations. Okay, that's effective. It can be ordered online. That's effective selling all the time. Warren Buffett is known that, you know, the greatest investor of all time, but his investment in recognizable brands is just one of his secrets. He Valued brands when he would buy a company, and and he noticed in the '60s that companies didn't put a dollar figure on recognition and reputation. And you know he bought into um, golly what is that uh, American Express? They had such a reputation. He invested in them, but he didn't believe that there was that there was money um, that, that in the valuation it, it didn't correlate with the recognizability of American Express. So he made a major investment in that Um, some other companies that he's done that are really recognizable since then: Geico insurance. I mean, we see their commercials all the time, the little Geico, little green guy. I mean, his companies build their brand Coke. Okay. Obviously he's been investing in Coke for 40 years. Dairy Queen, you know what Dairy Queen sells ice cream, burgers. Okay. Middle America, Duracell batteries. You hear the word Duracell, you know what it sells. Benjamin Moore, what? Paint. Net jets, jets, private jets for rent. Fruit of the Loom, underwear. Okay, I just reeled off seven brands that he's made major investments in, and every one of them you can recognize what brand it is and what they sell. And that's one of his formulas. Again, what we were talking about today is is that continuing on branding, again, I view it as one of the eight pillars of a successful company, and it's the one thing you better get right. Why? Because it provides direction for all your marketing. It should provide and help you with your mission statement and your vision statement. It should help you fulfill your mission and your vision. It is by far your most effective sales force. It sets the cultural standard. It will create the blueprint for your staffing. It will provide guardrails. And properly done, it will become your most valuable asset. Again, this is Sean Castorino with the 10-Minute Entrepreneur Podcast. Because we were on one of my most favorite subjects, we went about 17 minutes, but there's just too many good things in there that I wanted to share with you. Again, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Like it, share it, subscribe to it. You know, Tell your friends about it. Again, we give you steak. This isn't just motivation and mindset and all that's great, but I want to give you some protein. Uh, follow us on Instagram. You can DM me on Instagram. And you can ask me questions at asksean at seancastrina.com. Again, we will talk tomorrow.